Hello and welcome to Faking Lit, a book club podcast in which I sit down with some very good friends and we discuss a book that we have read together. My name is Chinsi and books do something to me. They inspire me to write music and here is a song I've written that was inspired by this week's book. Was that chopsticks? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hi, my name's um, Haran X, uh, and uh, my ex girlfriend is a lot like an e book in that she's spineless, unable to open up, and fictional. <laughs> Hello, my name is Serge Pistache. I am uh, leader of the campaign Libre pour Livre, Freedom for Books. We're trying to un we think binding of books is uh, illegitimate, and we are trying to release pages from the rightful homes of books. Hello, my name is Dan Offen, and when I go to the library, I can just ask for my usual, and they serve me up a plate of steaming hot books. Uh, hello, I'm Alice Bird, and I'm a bit of a party animal. Um, my favourite way to enjoy a book is to just grind it up and snort it. Thank you very much for coming today and joining me for this discussion. Uh, Serge has just run away from the microphone. I think he's uh, dealing with some stuff. Oh, he's back, he's back, it's all right, it's all right. <laughs> he surged out of the room. Yeah, I, I think it might be because today's book, well, let's face it, it's a bit of a monster, isn't it? This is a challenging work of literature, um, and it is one of Vladimir Putin's favorite books. I'm talking about The Brothers Karamazov by Fyodor Dostoevsky. It's more like 11 books. It's a very long book, this. Mm, mm, mm. And I, I did think, I mean, I don't want to bring this up so early in the podcast, but didn't we agree that we weren't going to read such long books? I mean, I, 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 I do feel that, yes, we have kind of gone back on this pledge. And in my defense, I got the digital copy of The Brothers Karamazov. It's not easy to tell how big a book is when you get it on Kindle. It's all the same size. You know? Well, I did the same when I tried to download it to my phone, and my phone now won't take pictures because it's full up. Fill up a book. Oh, it's jam-packed with this book. Yeah, but you've got one of those flip phones. Like, I do. That's, I do. Like, that's not very much memory on those things. Well, you it? never told me that this book is actually in twelve parts. I ended up buying twelve Kindle. <laughs> what a waste of money! I, I, why did you all buy? Why did you all read it on Kindles? We're traditionalists here. Um, no, because it's well. Yeah, it, it was carved into the wood, and I read it that way. The, wood, uh, the wooden Kindles. Yeah. As in, do you mean like kindling? <laughs> that, that's the smaller child's version of the Kindle. Yeah. Does that exist? I, th I thought we agreed we wouldn't speak about children on this podcast anymore. <laughs> this is child version. <laughs> yeah. No, even child versions. It's like, look, I think it's. I want to nip this in the bud right now okay. because like the bud, of course, is a child. <laughs> we we would not go to do this anymore. Aaron. Okay. We're not going to do this anymore. Okay. What yeah. is so wrong with the child? In France, it's not a big thing for us. Oh, this is French garage. It's an excuse for you to talk about No, no, no. Okay, no, we no. can't stop talking about that's a, this. That's a horrible stereotype, you know? <laughs> Just because. Good surge as well. 
named after Serge Gainsborough, a notorious. He was not. He wasn't. He gave. He definitely gave off that. He was a possible paedophile. He definitely gave an aura of being a really dirty old man, but he wasn't. Okay. Three minutes, and we've already discussed the taboo subject. Okay, fine. We managed to stop talking about it when Cat was here. Alice's fault. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Brothers Karamazov is a lengthy tome that is an inquiry into our values. Using the story of the three brothers, uh, Dmitri, Ivan, and Alyosha, Dostoevsky, Dostoevsky is, wants to write a story in which he questions the morality of the universe and whether there is God, whether there is such a thing as love what is the meaning of things like forgiveness and goodness and how we find meaning um, in a life which is effectively full of suffering. Now Dimitri is the eldest brother um, and very much his father's son. Uh, both of them are sensualists. Basically Theodore is a fuck man and Dimitri is a fuck boy. So they're kind of portrayed as these dissolute men um, who do what they want and as a result reap the uh, rewards of their rather shabby lives. Ivan is the intellectual who is an atheist and does not believe in God or any sort of unifying principle of the universe. And Alyosha the youngest is a religious and sweet, almost saintly character. So we've got uh, the, the spectrum of human experience represented in this family. Let's think about this. Let's let's, let's think about the, the the arcs of these different characters. What happens to all of them over the course of this book? Um, now, let's take for example the the bad guys. I guess the bad guys would definitely be uh, Theodore Karamazov, the paterfamilias, and the eldest son Dmitri, who the, the fuck man and fuck boy, respectively. Uh, and now, Skeletor, who's a bad guy. Skeletor well. is a bad guy. Yeah, he is such a bad guy. It appears very briefly in the yeah, book. It's he, the first appearance of the character of Skeletor in this book. It did kind. It did. I, I wasn't sure whether that was the actual character Skeletor or whether uh, Dostoevsky had made a typo and he just appears for one paragraph. Skeletor. I thought it was just a skeleton, like. Uh, yeah, I did not think, I did not read as a human villain with big muscles and bad face. Oh, well, he goes, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, I remember this now. Yes, it's true. Okay, you are right. Well, no, Harold, you raised the point that he, uh, you think it was a mistranslation of the character yeah, Skeletor. Skeletov, son yeah. of Skelet. That's how, it, and if it was a woman, Skeletova. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. It's, this is um this is a book that um, poses some um, unique problems for the translator uh, because Russian Russian Russians are very um rubbish. <laughs> well, is it is it terrible? So bad. I don't know enough about the Russian language. I know it's a very complex language. But didn't they speak alphabet. French in Russia? Yes, that's because they 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 are fully aware of the, the shortcomings of their own language. Now I am here. I am speak to you in your language because I am good enough. I am more good than you are. Do you don't speak? Why is this podcast not in French? Why is this podcast not in Russian? Because French is the best. But but <laughs> Russian is works. I don't think that logically follows. Yes, it does. <laughs> it's a it's a cylindrical pillar period of a post-structuralist ideas constructed by uh, the likes of Balzac, uh, Derrida. 
Come on, you need but to let's, think. Let's you use your brain. down into the idea that you said, which was no. The podcast no. is not in French because French is the best. No, I said to you because I am talking. The podcast is in English, and uh, it doesn't need to be. It, it could be in French, but it could not be in French. But it, it could not be in French because you are all too stupid. Ah, oh. okay, fair enough. But you, but, but in, in, nice in the Russian, way. they learn the French. They go speak French. But they cannot even do Larry's bloody consent flow. What was that last bit? Consent flow. Okay. Consent flow. Um, well, I'm not sure what that was all about, but um, moving back to my original point about the arts of the characters. We're talking about um, Fuckman and Fuckboy, uh, Theodore and uh, Dimitri. Looking at, looking at their arcs, they're, they're, they're looking at their um, what? They're arcs. Oh, yeah, they're arcs, you. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. We're, we're looking at their arcs, we can definitely see the, uh, well, the structure of a morality fable. Uh, Dimitri and Theodore sleep around. They, fun, they, they use their money and to, to fund their own orgies. And exactly. But where do uh, they get the money from? Well, I think, well, I, I, I'm not sure actually. Is there a lot of money in all this? There's a lot of gambling. Um, I know that um, for a lot of the book, Dimitri it has a lot of money problems, and Fyodor is a bit of a sponge, really. He kind of like takes out like uh, freebies uh, wherever he can find them. It's but, really uh, the first appearance of the 90s uh, sitcom trope where people who clearly have no jobs live in very expensive flats and live very hedonistic lives. Mm, mm, mm. Um, this is really where sitcoms like Friends and uh, right, right. This How I Met Your Mother got yes. their ideas from this book. In the way that nobody knew what Chandler did for a job. Yes, and yet he lives in a big flat. Yeah. Chandelier. He made yeah. Chandelier. Is that what they called him in France? Chandelier. Chandelier. From Ami. Yes, okay. Okay. In France, we call it Ami. It's not the same. Uh, but okay. If, if, if France is so good, how come they had to import friends? Why didn't they make their own like version? But we just change it to French. It's much better in French. It's much funnier. Chandler, his sarcasm is is even more horrible. How does he? How does how how does, how does he deliver his lines in French? Uh, okay. Uh. Idiot! Shut up! That's kind of all in English, still, isn't it? <laughs> but this is our Anglicism. We try to because we we incorporate your culture as well, right? Okay. White people, English, white people culture. So basically, Shamla in the French version of Friends is basically it's still in English, but with a French accent. It's, it's yeah, but he's a stupid, he's a stupid <laughs> character. He's is everyone says something. If you become his, hello, I, I have a big party. <laughs> I remember that episode. Uh, and then Tyler goes, shut up! Because <laughs> they all just speak in accented English. Yeah. Why have you bothered? No, I translated for you. Oh, you translated. Ah. I translated for you. <laughs> for the people at home, um, the episode of Friends that... Uh, Serge was quoting from was called the one with the big party and Chandler says shut up. <laughs> That's every episode of Friends. I've, I've never seen Friends. Yeah. Too busy reading books. 
Oh yeah, no. but we read as a book as well because he's one friends of book. book. Yeah, friends of book. Ami le livre. I remember the first time um, I got a copy of the uh, French novelization of Friends the series, and I thought to myself, "Why did I buy this? <laughs> it's so long. It's really, it's really long, and I can't even read French. I don't, I don't know why I bought this." Um, it was a, oh, it was the same mistake I made with the Brothers Karamazov. I read it in Cyrillic. Oh dear! I, how much did you pick up from that? I mean, I can read Cyrillic. Oh, okay. um, you can't read Russian, you can just read the characters. Mm, yeah, so I read it in Greek. Oh, okay, okay. This is like... Was the translation, was it any interesting problems posed by the Greek translation version? Well, you can not read the English one, I suppose, but... Um, so they're not, they're not. Yeah! I mean, I read, I read the, the binary version, and I'd like to quote from that, if you don't mind. Uh, 101101. Yeah. That's, that's, I mean, yeah, no, that's, uh, that's interesting. quite a moving passage. Mm. Uh, but Haran, you, you interrupted Alice as she was about to like, oh, go, go further into like the differences between the. No, uh, sorry, I, on that. So that's probably about. That's probably what. What, the, what was that sentence there? You just said that's probably just four, isn't it? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> because look, binary is numbers, isn't it? Yeah. Ones and zeros. Yeah. Yes. Yes, I know that. But those ones and zeros make different numbers, don't they? I think this is why you think there's only two genders. Um, <laughs> this is exactly, it's, just, it's a spectrum, isn't it? Yeah, we yeah. were. So literally in binary, uh, um, one, zero, zero, one, or whatever, that means like four or something. So what was that passage? What did that translate it's as? It's about the number of, of, of brothers. All right. It's the best quote I enjoy this quote. Oh, well, I thought it was quite a moving um, passage. Well, spoiler alert there, because as you, as Dan was right to point out, and as uh, Harren uh, said in his binary reading, there are in fact four brothers. Uh, a, a fourth brother comes out of the woodwork called Smerdyakov. We'll get into his story in a little bit, but I was to return to my point about the arcs of the character. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we were talking about fuck man and fuck boy, um, Dimitri and uh, Fyodor. Uh, they're, they're very much the negative characters and their arc is portrayed as a morality tale. Uh, as the story goes along, we see that the choices that they make, uh, the love triangle they come entangled in with uh, Grushenka, leads to their downfall and ultimately leads to... Uh, Leads to Fyodor being murdered and Dimitri being uh, blamed for the crime. Now, this is a. Uh, I, I think this is definitely in keeping with a uh, Dostoevsky's very moral view of the universe that every act, no matter how seemingly insignificant, will eventually be visited back upon you. Some sort of karmic justice. Here's a question Why is it all these rubbish old books all about morality? Like. Does anyone else agree? Like, lame is morality or we've not grace? We've finished it already, you know? If you please play another tune, come on. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think the thing is we've reached peak morality now, so people okay. started writing about other stuff. Well, now we live in a perfectly moral society. Yeah, exactly. Is that your argument? Yeah, it's not an argument. It's a fact. Okay. Well, uh, my job, I am philanthropy. I am philanthropy. I, uh, that's what I do. This book is inspiration is that a job? Me. Philanthropy, yes, it's true. Giving money away. I is there a lot of money in that? Is there, uh, well, I don't have that much money, but when I get money, I I am um, I do a. Yeah, but how do you get the money? I work at Subway. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. That's very noble. Another Maybe. philanthropist is set up to give you money, and then he becomes <laughs> bankrupt. It's like a chain reaction. 
I mean, um, I Ian uh, Subway. <laughs> well, how, how, how do you how how do you feel then, like about because like your your philanthropy? I I know that you you, you work a lot with with children, uh, for example, oh, yes. and sandwiches and sandwiches. But um, as you know, Subway employed um Jared the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait! You don't know where I'm going with this. Dad. I know exactly where no, you're going. Going. No, you don't. <laughs> Who lost a lot of weight? The fat man who was used uh, in exactly. French we call him the fat man who is now skinny. Exactly. The fat man who is now skinny. Exactly. What do you call him in French though? Uh, long cross. That is what they call it. Alright. In French, we say uh, homage is where you put the children when they are on the street and they have nowhere to live. You put them in an homage. In, uh, this is what this book it is bring, bring me back to the point of uh, what morality. Yes, I yeah, think we have, yeah. as Alice has said, I think morality is complete. Is complete. Yeah, we're in a post-morality post world. Do you, do you, uh, okay, right. This is interesting. This is interesting. And I think this is important. Uh, do, are we living in a post-moral world? What does that mean and what does it mean for books like the Brothers Karamazov or even any of Dostoevsky's work uh, which are all uh, moral quandaries effectively. Is this a post-moral world? I don't think it is. I don't think People it still is. do bad things don't they? Exactly. No. Jared from Subway for example. Yeah he did. He did some bad things. Well no it's like saying there are still <coughs> it's like people saying that this is a post-racial <laughs> world. Yeah. There are still races. Of course of course. No not it's a that's a social construct. Yeah. So morality is a social construct. Yeah, well, morality is obviously a social construct. Is it? It's just a different moral code. Who are you to... So you're saying it's a different moral code, so therefore morality is not... doesn't exist. I don't think morality can be complete. Morality is not an absolute goal that would be. Wait, I'm getting, I'm getting confused here. Are we saying that the world today is more or less moral? Or no, morality don't... don't it, it, it don't exist. But morality don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why this book is bad. Okay, because it, it because it, it's I don't understand. It's outdated. Well, it, it just makes no sense to me. I mean, I did read it. Yeah. The Russian, in Greek. Okay. All right. All right. So what this is it's probably why okay. If you if you say that there's no such thing as morality, right? What does this mean for other works like the Brothers Karamazov or Michael Jackson's Bad? That's very good, but that's not a mo well. On that one, he just says he's bad. Exactly. No, but he's using bad he as bad. in like. But what does that mean? No, if no, no, no. He doesn't mean bad as in like I'm a bad guy, which is a which thing I don't really comprehend. He was a bad. Stop bringing up pedophiles. <laughs> <laughs> he means bad as in like I'm so badass. Is that a deaf robot impression? <laughs> <laughs> What is that? I think it's an overheating people. Pedophiles overheat. Short time. Through friction. Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry, sorry. No, cut that. <laughs> no, I don't. You put the dirty bit in your own mind. I just, I just, <laughs> See, there wasn't much more we could identify with. You know? No, it's true. I, I, well, I, 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 to go back to the original point, which is um, whether this uh, a work of morality means anything in the world where morality means nothing. And I, I, I don't accept the point that morality means nothing these days. I think, Boo! I, I, think, I think morality still means something. I think um, there is a good and bad. And I think 
works like the brothers Karamazov are important because even if they're you're right and morality is a construct, then this is part of the construct and reinforcement of that construct, and that's important to me. So we have agreed then. That we, this is a it's a it's a complex issue. The uh, issue of morality. I I definitely believe though that um, Dostoevsky is making a point here that we, it's important to lead a good life. It's important to believe in things, if even if they aren't necessarily true. And I think this is um, best exemplified by um, Ivan's arc. Um, Ivan being the uh, the middle child and the the most intelligent, a bit like Malcolm in the Middle actually. Um, and he is an atheist. He doesn't believe in woo! God. Yeah. Well, well. Before you woo him too much, um, we need to um, we need to think about what Dostoevsky is trying to say about the rational mind. And I believe that he he sympathizes with Ivan's point of view. He definitely agrees with Ivan's point that this is a world that's built upon suffering and that there probably isn't a God. But without that to anchor you into this world, um, life becomes essentially meaningless. What does everybody else think about this? So there's Dostoevsky's point that we should pretend to believe in God so that we can be moral. I think it's all about necessary illusions, yes, I believe so. That's an interesting idea, the idea of necessary illusions. Because I like to pretend that there's a little man watching me always, so if I'm going to take some biscuits, right. I go, oh, what the little man think? Right. And the little man, he hates taking of biscuits. Right, right, He's got right. a very absolute moral code, the little man. So he's fine with some things mm -hmm. that may not conform to certain moral airs. His name is Little Man. He's the Scottish uh, rap battle compare from Edinburgh. <laughs> uh, who's what uh, have no longer active, but he's very good. He's, he appears in um, some videos. But uh, so I just I think I think what the Scottish would you say this is like a step up or a step down in his career? I think it's probably a step down. Um, as a well, it's difficult to. Most of what he wants me to do is rap battles with <laughs> Jeff Leach and Sophie Hagen. That's uh, most of what he seems to want me to do. So that's the moral imperative, I believe. Okay. I all reject right. Kant's ideas that the moral imperative goes around improving oneself. All right. And I think right, it instead right. refers to improving one's sick rhymes and burns. Right, okay. What does everybody else think, though, uh, about this, well, uh, like the necessary illusions that you need to carry around in order to make sense of a world that may be fundamentally meaningless? I think uh, in France we don't believe in God, but we are all Christian right. as well. We right. are atheist Christian. <laughs> it is, uh, I think, Ivan is the strongest of all the characters. He's mm. the most intellectual. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, he reminds me of myself. You know how I am um, work. I the work that I do. Yeah, at Subway. No, at their work. Oh, okay. at their work. Because I I don't do these things because I I I think the idea of morality is a balance. It's a yin yang. Right. It is a, so I know there's somebody. I go around. I I I house small homeless children. And but there are the people who take children who do the opposite. They take the children out of the house and they put them on the street. Yes. And I am balanced. I think these people do a good job as well. Okay. But I also do a good job, and I give a lot of money to the children. I I'm trying to get an image of what your like, philanthropy is. Like, do you what you house children? Where, where do you house them? In in a house. 
Is that, it your house? Yeah, is it your house? Is no, it? you find the house. You look, you look around in London, there are so many houses. So many houses, as they're not full of people. There are plenty of space. So you, you knock on the door. <laughs> Excuse me. I, I found the child. He's on the road. Get him out of the road. I I so sorry, where are you finding are these just children that you've just seen about? So if you're in a park and there's some children there, will you be like these children need to be put in a house? Yes, but I, I tell someone I, say, I work at Subway. I have a lot of <laughs> I'm, I'm trustworthy, I work at Subway. Don't I know your mum said don't go with strangers, but I'm gonna put you in a house. But they are not inside the house. They need a house. So these aren't orphans or anything, these are just children you've seen on the street. I don't ask them questions. Who, do you, who am I to judge? Who am I to judge? It's not my opinion. That it, 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 I see them, they're in need. They, they need a house. Homage. So the homage. core of your ideology is that children should just never leave the house <laughs> and they should always be in a house. And any uh, child being outside is awful. <laughs> what about a tent? Is that alright? No, a tent is not good enough. Are they allowed to be in flats? <laughs> Flat? Yeah, an apartment. Appartement. Appartement. Okay. Uh, That's alright. Wait, so all bungalows? So, no. Are you. It's okay. You, Hotels? No. Are you, so you're saying that, yeah, like Dan said, that children can never leave outside until they're fully grown, effectively. So when It's they, rational. It's what Ivan would come to in this in this beautiful book. I love this book. Okay. I think it's very beautiful. Okay. Yeah. It is also very horrible. It's yin yang. Uh, it, it is a uh, epitome. Epitome. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, okay. Well, let me put it to you. Uh, let me put this to you. Uh, you obviously, uh, you feel a, a kinship with Ivan. Um, um, Ivan um, is famous in this book for writing a poem, an epic poem called The Grand Inquisitor, in which he tells the story of the Spanish Inquisition, uh, Inquisition um, man who is questioning... <laughs> is he that's so what he is! That's, that's uh, the official term. Uh, boy. That was, look, it's not fuck my fault, that's, that's, that's how it came out in the translation I was reading. So the oh, Spanish right. Inquisition man um, is questioning somebody who turns out to be uh, Jesus returned to earth. And he puts it to he he asks Jesus and accuses him that of, of of failing because he burdens humanity with free will. Um, I think a lot of science now shows that free will is an illusion, and it's mm. also showed that free mm. willy is also an illusion. The film, yeah, um, it, it wasn't actually a porpoise; it was a a panda that had been trained to swim. Right, right. It's a good be film, funnier, but it's, um, <laughs> I think that is quite funny. I'm just kind of perplexed by it. As oh, like okay. <laughs> Why would that be? It's not funny. It's really sad. But it's just um, real you, exploitation of pandas. Exactly. Yeah. You just got one endangered species and use another one. Yeah. Mm. Well, they're both endangered. Potato, potatoes. You know what I mean? Mm. Mm. Potatoes mm. aren't endangered. Well, there's not. They are. When I'm around, am I right? <laughs> oh, you feel like a potato. <laughs> yeah, everybody else a potato. Um, ooh, ooh, ooh. I've forgotten what my original point was. Um, oh yes, no, it's like the knowledge, self knowledge, self knowledge, um, and self awareness. So yeah, so um, so he believes that like um, in order to move past and grow up uh, and be fully human, you've got to, you have to embrace this idea of um, self awareness, self knowledge, and yet that idea is turned on its head because he 
try, he has these conversations and he has these debates with uh, Smerdyakov, the uh, fourth brother, who then, you, like, after being convinced uh, of Ivan's worldview of there being no god, goes on to murder their father. And this seems to me to be an absolute refutation of the idea uh, that self-awareness is a good thing. Well, it's in, it's, it's, that's the idea of morality as chains, isn't it? The God, the God built... Yeah, two chains. Yeah. Two chains, the most moral racket. Yeah, yeah exactly. He yeah. likes the most expensive shit yeah. and most, most high morality. Yeah, absolutely. The new series he's going to come out with. Um, <laughs> the idea of morality is uh, when enforced by God as chains and by removing the idea of God we're free to do whatever we want but I don't oh, I, like that. I don't think of that because by removing two chains we're free to do whatever we want he's, well, he, he's a good he's good in the most expensive ship he's just not a good rapper two mm, chains mm, I'm not, he's a poor man's I do feel that like two chains has been holding humanity back from achieving their if we were to get rid of two chains then just get rid of him just mm. Then we would Sorry. be so much happier. So, what is rap? <laughs> so it's quite a literary. Rap literary is music. a form of music in which people tell you what their name is and what they're here to say. <laughs> it's true. Hi, my name is Two Chains, and I'm here to say, kill your mum. <laughs> Dad. Kill your dad. Yeah. Dad. No, two changes. Oh, interpretation. Your dad's your mum, your mum's your dad. We're all one. We're yeah, all one. Yeah. One chord, one What's love, that? as Blue would say. One note. C-sharp. <laughs> the average note. One vision. Um, I, I think... No, I, I think it's interesting that... that Because uh, I don't agree with the, the, the conclusions that when you stop believing in God, you just immediately kill your dad. Why not? Okay, okay. Why not? Because... Like Amazon tribes, they don't kill their dads, do they? They don't believe in God. Because their dads die already before you can even get a chance. I, I think we're agreed though that um, Theodore Dostoevsky, Dostoy uh, not Theodore Karamazov, the father, um, bit of a scumbag. He is um, an absolute. Deserves piece. to die. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Would you Would you agree? Did mm. anybody feel sad, sadness that this character had been killed off? I agree with this. I think he's a scumbag. He's a bag of scum, as you say in English. Uh, but I. I think there is a. I have a problem with when you say things like. Uh, I think when Ivan is talking to uh, to to the the epileptic boy Smerdyakov. Yes. I I think what what uh, Dostoevsky is trying to say is that uh, religion is good for all of the stupid people who cannot make a good decision, who cannot reason for themselves the problem is when reason is coming and it makes you ruin you live in ruin your 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 morality okay okay you need to be you need a certain level you cannot rely on individual to make a correct decision so yeah. how, how it's almost a real point how how do you reckon it should be decided and there should be IQ tests and if you fail the IQ test you have to be religious yes if you are too stupid you have to be a religious but IQ is not a very good uh, measure of intelligence. Okay, oh, well, you, you, you would say that, wouldn't you? I would, because it's, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> there's, there's more than one way of measuring intelligence. Okay, so you, maybe you have to do a, a, a host of crosswords over, over, over a number of weeks, and if you don't get the, all of the crosswords, Christianity. 
fair enough. It's the only way. Is it just Christianity or is it all really? Can, can you choose religion? No. It's a randomized. Oh, okay, 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 okay. okay. Randomizers. It's a big uh, Wheel of Fortune style wheel. And you spawn the wheel and then chuck, 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 completely exactly the same. where you're a teenager and you're given one basic personality type but the hero of the book is oh she doesn't quite She's know divergent she doesn't know what personality type she is yeah yeah yep. and that really spoke to me as a person who has a degree of personality i like that i like that somebody was doing the myers-briggs test and thought this would make a good story <laughs> <laughs> i once didn't get a job because i failed a myers-briggs test Oh, I didn't they know decided that I didn't have a correct That's personality. Like, exactly, how do you fail the personality test? It's like your personality is bad. <laughs> it was genuinely the reason they gave me. Beep boop, I would like to contest my results. Beep boop. But yes, back to the book. Um, we focused on the two sons. Uh, the two, two, two of the brothers. Sons. The two sons. Two sons, two chains. Um, we are focusing on the third one now, the youngest, Alyosha. Now, Alyosha is. The saint, isn't he? He is uh, the the best, most moral character in the book, and I don't think this is a coincidence. Uh, Dostoevsky named Alyosha after his own son, who died shortly before this book was uh, published. Now, what did this son die of? I I, I think it was uh, diphtheria. Being outside the house, I should imagine. <laughs> it's a big problem with Chicha. Okay, this is a good example, okay, because this Alyosha is bloody stupid. Mm -hmm. he's a, oh, he's Wait, a, are we talking about the character in the book or Tostoevsky's dead son? Both of them. <laughs> Both of them. The dead son is so old now. How He would be too old if he was still alive now. Yeah, if he, he, I mean, it's, it's not a surprise that his son is dead. He if would he be dead already anyway. True. That's, yeah. No, that's, it's, 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 no, you can't argue with that. That's irrefutable logic there. Um, I, I do feel, feel you being a bit harsh on Alyosha, the character in the book, though, because um, uh, he's, well, I mean, he's not, he's naive, yes. He's innocent. Uh, he's not an idiot, though. He's a very stupid. He thinks uh, Super Spaceman is flying around. I'm God, the Super Spaceman. Have you to know Richard Dawkins? <laughs> yes. Mm. He's very intelligent. The, the, he wrote the book, The Super Spaceman Delusion. The Super Spaceman Delusion. That's how we say it in <laughs> But I, 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 I come back. For, for some people, my philanthropy is, is always good. Yes. Always good because I'm intelligent. Yes. But <laughs> if, if Alyosha would do the same philanthropy, he's so stupid. He needs the religion to tell him what who, is good. Who are the people who are claiming that you're putting your children into houses is good? Oh, oh the, the people who own the this houses. This is France. <laughs> Joseph Fritzl, clearly, and then... Oh dear, no, I, 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 I am not affiliated with that man. <laughs> Only loosely affiliated. Guys, this is France, it's a different place. They it's have different morals in France. You put a child in a house. If, you're, if you're a president and you have an affair, they don't care. Exactly. The same thing as putting children in houses. Exactly. In well, France it is. You want a child to be hit by a snowball? Because they hit people first the snowball all of the time. It might be a cultural thing. There's a French saying, just don't throw children from glass houses. 
Because they want you need to because they need to be inside houses. Ne jetez pas des enfants du de la maison de verre. Ne jetez pas les enfants du maison de verre. C'est vrai. They say that all the time, just like unrelated moments. Whenever, whenever anything happens. Like, do you remember when uh, Serge Gainsbourg died? No. And no, okay. Uh, and they just kept on saying that over and over again. It didn't make any sense. It made a lot of sense. That's the best. But you, you, you have revealed yourself as, as, as a stupid, as a Alyosha, as a, you should not be partaking in this bollock. This, you, you, you should be following some magic hoodie man in the sky. Wait, why have I revealed how have I revealed myself? Because you do not understand why you should not throw a child out of a glass building. I do understand How do you that? not understand such a simple... I cannot explain. <laughs> I cannot explain if you do not understand. I just don't get why it's prevalent prevalent phrase. Like in England, we're always saying... As safe as houses. As safe as houses, that's true. An Englishman's house is his castle. Especially if he lives in a castle. But if it's doubly so. But uh, exactly, and you don't, and, and, you, and it goes without saying, don't throw a child from the window. But in France, we have a more explicit culture. Michael Jackson that, did he? No, Michael Jackson. He was, he was uh, ahead of his time. He was. He was bad. bad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's true. Yeah, that's where the song came from. Cause he, yeah. he broke the only French moral code. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Rousseau said. Kevin Rousseau's central morality was just children should be in houses. Because man's removed so far removed from his nature now that children can't go outside anymore. And this is exactly why I do my good work. When I'm not in Supreme. You, you, so it's, I, I do find it interesting that you are making a, uh, a clear, you're trying to distance yourself from Alyosha, who is by far the most philanthropic character in the Brothers Karabazov. For the wrong reason. Because of religion, right? You're because saying... he thinks the Juju man gonna shoot a lightning bolt onto his face. Okay, okay, that, that's fair enough, but like, so, but at the same time, I... You, you see the parallel, right? What, what motivates you to do your good works? I am clever. I am so intellectual. And you, you say... Intellectual. Intellectual. <laughs> so you justify your good works because you're so clever. I am so smart. <laughs> But you work in Subway. <laughs> That's people who work in Subway aren't necessarily stupid. This is a problem. No, no, no. I would say they're stupid, but if you're so clever, right? This is why important. Why don't you this work in like a clever person? Like eat Tretamondo. Yeah. Have you ever seen Have you ever seen Goodwill Hunting? Yes. I am like a Goodwill Hunting sandwich artist. I am every now and again in the subway. Somebody put up a, a equation on the wall, and I can solve the equation. <laughs> You're a maths man now. Since when have you been a maths man? Wait, so so <laughs> so wait, wait, hold a second. In the subway, where somebody's just writing a maths equation on the wall of the subway, because he was like, I've got to solve Fermat's last theorem, but I'll also get a meatball sub whilst I'm here. Ah, uh, you know what? I don't think I can finish this right now. That make that a foot long, please. And then he just sits down to eat his sandwich. And whilst he's eating his sandwich, you walk up to the board and go, hmm. No. You, you forgot to carry the you one. You got it wrong, you got it wrong. I read the answer in this in the sandwich with onion. <laughs> Do a lot of people see not many onion people look at the sandwich. I sit to him, I sit to you, little boy, come over here. Open, read your sandwich, read your sandwich, open up, because I think you're gonna wanna see what's inside. 
if you like that wall over there with the equation. And then you it. take him to your house. No, he's already inside. <laughs> he's already inside. There's Somewhere, no, there's no house. Yeah, it's underneath the house, if anything. There's a, a, a plenty yeah. of people above. The I house. used to live above a subway. Did you? Yeah. So on normal ground. Alice, can you confirm whether. <laughs> <laughs> Did you confirm where the subway allowed you to um, work out complex maths logic problems on their walls? I can't confirm that. It was easy inside of the sandwich. There's at least six. Yeah, how much? No, but this guy was. You said you said a wall on the wall. And then no, the equation down. was on the wall, but I put the answer inside the sandwich. Was it was it a special offer? Like if you solve this equation, we give you a free sandwich. No, sometimes okay, I I come I come through with you, okay. 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 Sometimes it take a more than than twelve inches to 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 solve the equation. So sometimes somebody come and say, I want a Italian BMT, and you can say, okay. And it take a lot of uh, sandwich. You, have, you need more than twelve inches. Sometimes you need forty-eight inches of sandwich what? to come to the logical conclusion to so. What are you writing the equations in? Uh, peppers, onions, chipotle uh, sauce. Some of southwestern sauce is the is the best, most legible. What's What's interesting, mate, is that in Goodwill Hunting. He doesn't just solve equations willy nilly and then continues working his shit job. <laughs> He gets like picked up by a professor, man. But that's what I'm telling you is that morality is what I'm he seems to just have remained at Subway. <laughs> well, it's because he writes the equations in onions and people end up just <laughs> crying and he doesn't know whether it's out like, the beauty of the maths, just the onions. I like to see this boot. I mean, I, I'm kind of genuinely shocked that like, um, Subway are apparently using ma complex maths equations to secretly upsell their sandwiches. No, it's not Subway. It is my own, my own ideas as a, as a philanthrope. I, it, I gain nothing from it. I am so general. Oh, I mean, you, we, I mean, honestly, like from what you've told me. You basically find children in the streets and then leave them on the doorsteps of other people. So no, yeah, you aren't really giving up no, much, are you? I put them in, I make sure they come inside the house. <laughs> I make sure you cannot leave outside. There's a lot of falcons and hawks in front of the comic. So you do, you you feel like you have and nothing. This is why I'm better than Alicia. You, yeah, you feel like you have nothing in common with this character. He's too stupid. I am too smart. You're too smart. And that's Alita. why you work in Subway. <laughs> it's boring if I work in any other place. They ask me to do all of the work because they say, when I'm there, they say, oh, uh, yes, Serge is here. Uh, Serge, can you do the marketing for, for Bino, Bino and Dandy in 2017? I said, of course I can. I am very smart. I can do that. But I don't want to. I, I want to make a sandwich and solve complex maths equations. Fair enough. What they is go the to you like, Serge, this script that you submitted for the Bean and Dandy is just a sandwich. I, I don't know, sometimes I like to mix up my medium. Mm. Sometimes I write, uh, sometimes I submit a pie chart as a pie. Uh, by the way, if anybody is interested in the proper way to eat a sandwich, why don't you write to us at bakinglipodcast at gmail.com. First plug for the email there. Um, but I'm moving back to the book. Um, I feel we've got enough. <laughs> that was important. That was important. That was we, had to, um, we, had to, uh, we had to talk about that. Um, uh, okay, so uh, uh, Alyosha is like much, much like um, like Serge's work. He he takes um, 
he starts looking after a, a, a young schoolboy who's kind of sickly, and he finds out that the schoolboy's father was once uh, bullied by his own father. So he sees a kindred spirit and tries to look after him, and, and sadly, uh, the boy doesn't make it to the end of the book. He <gasps> dies. He dies. Because he was outside of the house all of the time. Well, yeah, I, I think it's, this, was, this was Dostoevsky effectively working through his own grief as a father mm. uh, for the loss of his own son. Um, Alyosha, Alyosha s stands up for, for everything that is decent in humanity. We've seen the uh, fuck men and fuck boys just fucking away and um, and and just fucking up their lives. What's so bad about fucking? I I, I guess. Yeah. It, well, this is. I I would say, if Depends fuck man it, hadn't fucked uh, reeking Lisvetta, uh, um, the um, and I'm quoting here from the uh, the notes. Uh, uh, of this book, which describes Reeking Lisbetta as a raggle taggle moron girl. <laughs> Natural. Not my words. I, I can't stress enough to everybody listening. Those are not my words. I did not. I didn't. That was not an improvised bit uh, where I just put some words together in the most offensive way possible. That was literally words on the internet. In fact, if you type into Google right now, raggle taggle. Moron girl. The top result is this actual I place don't know where I what my favourite part of that description is. I think it's moron. Poetic and nice. It's but. it's something else. That in fact that that's the yeah. The, check it out. <laughs> check out Raggle Tag or Moron Girl. Type that into so Google. Neighbor, when you you when have you a good time. With two chains. <laughs> Hello, oh, I'm Raggle Tackle Moral Girl, and I'm here to say. It's a Google. Is it a. Uh, for a second, I thought it was a Google whack, whatever it's called. No, no, no. That's uh, That would only have to be two words, though. It's only two. That's like at least four words there. Um, uh, I forgot what I was saying. I was saying about. Yes, okay. Like, fuck. Yeah. He. Um, f um, fuck. Fuck man. Um, effectively, had. Uh, gave. Uh, Syed Smerdiakov and they neglected him. And. If he hadn't fucked around in the way that he did, he wouldn't have ended up being murdered by his own son. Mm. He very much sowed the seeds of his own destruction. Exactly. And I think this is a point that Dostoevsky makes again and again and again. We reap what we sow in this life. Um, and as a result... Uh, I don't, but I'm famously bad at farming. Oh, well, that wasn't a joke. You are actually bad at farming. I'm dreadful at farming. Oh, okay. That's why how I lost my job as a farmer. <laughs> 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 I don't know. Wait, wait, that's, yeah, that's. When were you, when when were you? A, so Dan, when when were you a farmer? Like this is a part of you that none of us knew about. Could you tell us more? I was a farmer uh, back in my gap year. I did a gap. I, I went and farmed. Fruit picking isn't chutney, farming. Chutney farm. No, 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 no. Were you driving the combine there? Yeah, I, I farmed. I was given a plot of arable land by a wealthy investor, um, who saw great things in me, um, but I only managed to grow dirt, which I sold at very high rates. But it wasn't. It wasn't the what I wanted. What was there before the dirt was there? Uh, rocks. <laughs> no, before before the, the dirt, it was loads of corn, and I was like, I'm gonna. <laughs> try and plant a load of dirt here <laughs> and I did and I got loads of it and loads of dirt but somebody get rid of all this corn <laughs> yeah, I put dirt here it's perfectly good dirt beneath that corn <laughs> I can prove it <laughs> and I, I actually oh. sold the dirt so, so if you did what you set out to do how did so you um, lose your job because he was like, well, the problem was, is I was, I was doing the farming in sub-Saharan Africa, and they needed that corn to live. So 
my dirt, which I sold to uh, French investors, was not of use to them. So <coughs> I have to, Oxfam asked me to leave. Attends, attends. What two questions? So this famous sub-Saharan corn fields. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And second of all, you sold the dirt to to some people who had no use for the dirt, <laughs> they but do. they um, still paid a very high price. Isn't that how you got your money? You sold it to the pa the pistache. Foundation. <laughs> Fondation. Fondation du pistache. It's like topsoil. Topsoil, topsoil goes very for high rates, doesn't it? Because right. soil doesn't always have a top. <laughs> uh, and sometimes farmers need the tops of soil. So you can sell topsoil for quite <laughs> oh, a money. Very good joke. <laughs> <laughs> That's a serious point. I, I read about this once. Oh, that okay. farmers need topsoil. Because it's, 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 it's a part of the soil that gets exhausted from over farming. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas I never did any farming, yeah. so my soil was famously louche. Yeah. Yeah. Really fertile. <laughs> really fertile. Fertile and louche, and it was up for it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. No, I can see how you could possibly make a killing from that. So why yeah. did you lose your job then? Because, as I said, I I got rid of all the corn that people needed to live. But you and were I was doing. You. It sounded like you were making a killing in the dirt market. Yeah, but you can make a killing, but if you're killing oh, everyone... Oh, so, the, so the, the old man who gave you the land was very moral. He was, he was a moral man. Well, he was mm. worked for Oxfam. Um, it's like Mao. Mao made loads of crap iron instead of food. And now he's revered as a monster. Not revered as a monster, seen as a monster. <laughs> because everyone no, died. he's revered as a monster. I think you got it right the first yeah, time. Yeah, he is actually you quite know. revered. Um, yeah, a famous saying by like uh, Mao when he was asked, why don't you brush your teeth? Mao, he said, uh, "Does a tiger brush his teeth?" Yeah, mm. he uses little bits of wood. It seemed like they had to go through a lot of sort of specific circumstances to get that famous saying, though. It doesn't really make sense in any other context. But um, yeah, well, um, as I was saying, um, <laughs> all right, okay. I think we're coming towards the end of our discussion here. I, there's a lot in this book, and I don't feel that we're we're going to be able to capture everything in this book in a single sitting. But I do feel that we have talked about the main issue and the the heart of this book, the core theme, which is how to live a moral life in a world which is built upon suffering, is full of misery and horrible things. Dostoevsky is effectively writing this book himself in order to answer this question himself. This is a man who has had a harder life. Uh, like He was imprisoned in Siberia mm -hmm. and um, subject to a mock execution. Um, he suffered from epilepsy his whole life and he lost his son prior to writing this book. Um, and yet this is not a despairing book. It's, it's, it's a, a bit like... It's, it's like punk, doesn't it? That's quite funny. Oh, shit, I'm dead. What are you talking about? You got punked! <laughs> yeah, you got punked. He punked himself by yeah. dying. Well, no, he got, he got punked by the Russian government. Oh, oh yeah, and then okay. Ashton Kutcher came up at the end and went... Uh, oh, you're talking about the mock execution? Yeah. Not his death. His oh, no, no, his, no. Ashton Kutcher's older than time to be able to do all this. No, no, he's, he's, he's ageless, isn't he? He is ageless. He looks very good for his age. Well, what is his age? Infinite. A thousand? I don't know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And when people thought when he was with Demi Moore, that she was older than him. It, it, she was actually like it was half your age plus seven does not apply there because he was so much older than her. If you're, you're I really want to stop half your age plus seven becoming the catchphrase <laughs> of this podcast because we might have to print T-shirts that say that. <laughs> but I mean that that <laughs> equation was famously displayed on the wall of Subway. Um, <laughs> Josh solved it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was Josh. 
No, this is a problem for me, okay? I do a lot of good work yes. in the world, and a lot of other people, they step in and they try to take credit for my good, right, right, good right, deed. Right. This Josh character sounds like a son of a bitch. Because he, he, he can't he can suck a suck a coal. Go suck a coal. Coal. What? A block of coal. <laughs> That'd be horrible. So yeah, it's much worse than sucking a dick. Which some people quite enjoy <laughs> Sucking a coal is objectively always bad. Like a, a Victorian hard, lump yeah. of coal that goes up a chimney Sure, not not Victorian. Coal still exists. No, no, coal is a thriving industry. I want, I want historic coal in that boy's it's mouth. It's definitely not thriving. Coal's doing really well. Really? We're gonna from the failed farmer here. We're gonna take economic <laughs> advice. Coal is doing really well. They're cl- closing coal mines. I watched a documentary. Yeah, about but Trump's um, investing back. Oh, in America, but in the UK, it's not. This, yeah, is, well, this is a British podcast with British values, Dan. And French values. No. <laughs> You can suck a coal. <laughs> can suck a coal, Alice. I don't know. I thought we were friends up until now, but oh, I see, I'm not. I'm not here to make friends. So, <laughs> I've got to ask you um, how is Brexit going to impact upon your philanthropic duties? Uh, I think it's going to be much harder to find houses because uh, once all of the Russians have left the houses, there's a lot of empty, uninhabited uh, houses. But Brexit um, doesn't the affect the Russians. Aren't Affected by Brexit, oh, Russia. Yeah. Now they have to go home. Now, now you they, don't, they don't. You no. have to go home. No, no, no. <laughs> now you have your country back. Uh, I can always be here. I come. I come to this country on the bottom of a of a freight lorry. Why? Because it's. Oh <laughs> well, yeah, you could have just come here on a plane. Or the Eurostar. <laughs> you work to subway. It's not the money for the Eurostar. Oh, okay, you give all your wages away to. <laughs> to homing children. Just no, no, I give some of my money to them as well. Yes, I do. I, 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 would, I give them a little envelope of uh, fourteen euros. Fourteen. But but you live in the UK. Why are you giving them euros? Well, I, I, I earn the money in France, and I come. I try to balance. So you commute <laughs> to London to put children in houses. <laughs> of course I do. <laughs> It's, it's to balance the Brexit. I think <laughs> the Brexit is a good thing for you. Especially now I come and I house all of your children with 15 year olds each. <laughs> so, how do you divide your time up? Do you work in a subway over here or in France? Oh, but <laughs> it's flex time. It's, it's okay, you can work anywhere you want. It's like hot desking. Precisément. I, Okay, well, you seem quite optimistic about the future of philanthropic business, which is good to hear. That's good to hear. It's good to hear. And uh, and look, I I have no problem with you guys, but uh, I just don't like you. That that does sound like a problem. No, I I don't like you. I really don't like you, but uh, but I have no problem with you. Okay. And I don't like you for very personal reasons (laughs) as well. Alice is too too. She's too strong. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. Suck a coil. Thank okay. you. Calm down, Serge. Chandra. Okay. Calm so why down. don't you like why don't you like Dan? It's a too it's it's a too English. Why don't you like Harren? It's not English. <laughs> like don't Jim? do me, don't do me, okay. I, I, I we're moving on past this, okay? Jim is like, okay. 
Well, thank you, but we're moving past this. I feel we've gotten off topic, guys. <laughs> no. This we have to we have to we have to move on to the um, the last part of this book where um, we talk about how we could improve this novel uh, by Dostoevsky in a section which um, uh, I like to call notes. Books. Oops. That's the wrong note. <laughs> yep. Sorry. Notes. 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 No, 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 We've had the Rugrats before. This is the note song. Don't play a little fairy leaf. I do have to learn Rugrats. a different song every week. Can I have a go at this? This song is. Okay, everybody, everybody, apparently. Choose the best notes. Notes, 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 notes. I'm going to try and remember my grade one jazz yeah. song. I'm grade six. Notes. 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 Aaron, do you want to have a go? Yeah, go. When the saints go over there. Oh, over there. Right, there you go. I like that one. You know what? Probably going to still keep with the good old school <laughs> notes, everybody. How would we have improved this book, Harren? Um, I think the book was too long. Um, we always say this every uh, week. But every I genuinely week. think this book was too long. I would have called it Brav Karamazov. You ain't and, no Karamazov, Brav. And yeah, instead of putting it into 12 parts, I would have shortened it by putting it into one part of a bit of a length of okay. the 12 parts. How, okay, how short would you have made this book? Well, they exactly the same length, but just have it one, one book. Just get 12, rid of chapters. 12. Yeah. So it's just like one. Ugh, when do I stop? I think Jesus, he shouldn't have had twelve disciples. Right. He should have just had one big disciple. Well, really, a beast <laughs> disciple. <laughs> and so, it would have made it would have made the, uh, the painting of the Last Supper really, <laughs> really funny. Um, <laughs> Because Jesus, being having just giant fat guy whispering in his ear, going, "I think one of us is going to betray him." <laughs> okay, right. So one chapter, you get rid of all the chapters, make it one consolidated book. Mm. I, I don't know. Do you find that would speed up the reading then? Uh, yes, it would. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Serge, how would you have improved this book? 
think it needs to be more clear oh, okay. about uh, who is good and who is bad and about the moral grey. Mm. It is not enough in the middle. It is everything is good or bad. There's nothing not that good or bad. Like, it's not... A I wouldn't say Ivan is a, the morally grey character you're talking about, though, because he's not a bad guy. Is but he? he make he make people kill people. He didn't make he didn't do it on purpose. Accidentally, he's the same as. Uh, look, if I well, you're, who's being morally black and white now? I, I don't think so. <laughs> Can't argue with that. <laughs> okay, that's a good point. That's a good point. What a good point. But. I I still have to believe that I am better than you, so I cannot <laughs> agree. I disagree because I'm better. Okay, all right. So, but you, your point you still wrong, stands. Okay, but you are very good. <laughs> well, okay. You could be a moral intellectual. Well, thank you, thank you. I, I've 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 strived to be as such um, in everything that I do. Uh, being smart, um, I've tried so hard to be smart my whole life. Can I plug something? Yes, I was going to ask you. It wasn't quite time for plugs oh, quite yet. After, we can do it afterwards, uh, but yes, uh, by all means. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dan, how would you improve this book? I, I think I kind of, I <laughs> think I have a different opinion to Serge. Pistache. Uh, pistache. Use that full name, you <laughs> son of a bitch. Okay, fine. I think I have a different opinion to Serge Pistache <laughs> Gromsky. <laughs> Secret for third name you have. Um, and I think the book um, is a biased book and it only gives one point of view. It gives the point of view of uh, that reason and not killing people are good. And I think in this era, bias is the worst thing possible and you need to give every opinion. So there should have been an opinion in the book, which was, how about killing people's all right? Mm. And being hedonistic and whatever, that's, that's really true. great. To be, I mean, to be fair, that is a question that definitely come up, comes up in his earlier work. Because I don't want politics in my books. Mm. I want every book that could be read by a fascist and they could like it, or anything that tries to push an agenda is bad in this post post the gender era this mm. post man pat era <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely um okay that's so, 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 so streamline the politics um yeah I and just make just, it well they should remove they should add every bit of politics it should it should if, if a book is going to display one point of view it therefore by necessity has to display every other possible point of view Okay, okay. So it needs to name check everything. Right, right, right. right. Everything that anyone could think. Every ism Otherwise under the sun. There. Okay. That's you you are basically calling for this is kind of like going against the idea of like books being shorter. You want it to be longer. Yes, I think it should I think it should lay this out is a first. every possible point of view. This is a if you're gonna lay first. out any point of views. Yeah. Like Harry Potter, as example of the book, doesn't lay out any points of view. There's no politics in Harry Potter at all. So it doesn't have to lay out any other point of view. Right. Whereas something like uh, John Rawls is a theory of justice lays out a very particular theory of justice, and that's right. bad because it's biased. Because it's mm. well, he does say it is biased John Rawls. in favour of justice. It is John Rawls' theory of justice. He's not saying like the theory of justice. It's like it's John Rawls' theory of justice. But he's biased. It's me. It's me. John Rawls. He's biased. Hey, I'm John Rawls. Exactly. John Rawls. Hey, it's me, John Rawls. I'm a break of your face. <laughs> it's my John Rawls impression. It's got a lot. Of, it's drawn a lot of complaints, unfortunately. But no, I take your. I take your point. Um, so this is the first time we've actually argued for a book being longer than it actually is, which is a, and it's a pretty long book already. Like it eight, is over, over eight hundred pages. It could all be in footnotes. I read it in one day. Well done. Mm. No, I, not to was it because you could 
do a lot of commuting and I just read it on the train. No, I have uh, I read it under the, the freight truck. Right, right. He doesn't commute by train, he commutes underneath the freight <laughs> truck by every day. Freight truck, that's right. <laughs> but, I, but I also read it when I was making a sandwich. You have two hands, you have two eyes, one eye, one hand on sandwich, one eye, one hand on book. It is it's very simple if you are intelligent. That's it's really impressive. I'm, I'm that's multitasking taken to a whole new level. Um, Alice, how would you how would you improve this book? Maybe when it it's translated, it should be translated into English. Oh, of it, course, it, yeah. it has been. Yeah, it's um yeah. yeah so they they did that. There are at least five different English. No, well because the version I read was in. Yeah, but you just Cyr read the wrong version. But it was in Cyrillic, but it was in Russian, but I only speak Greek, so I read it... You clearly, you're speaking English presently. No, but they didn't... It was just... It was written... <laughs> she just has learned the words phonetically. <laughs> by that candy. Yeah, it's so... She doesn't understand what she's saying. No, 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 I do, but did you... They do it in English. Yeah, there's an English version of this. Oh, uh, well, do. I think they should make that more. What the way I would improve it is that it just it's Advertise, known. Raise yeah. awareness. Yeah, raise awareness that you can actually read this book in English. Maybe that could be a, a job for you. That's what so I wanted to plug. Raising um, awareness of the English version of this book. I want, that's what I was going to plug. Okay, all right. Um, we should, yeah. I mean, we can, Apart from that, it's a great book. Yeah. I, well, I was, <laughs> gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna like I bring up um, your earlier point about like because you feel that the the book doesn't have much to say in, in a world that's post. Moral, as you were saying. It's post everything. It's post everything, but and as a result, you feel that this book is almost archaic because of that. Mm, mm, I mean, yeah. how would you, how would you, how would you modernise it? I guess. How would you I make mean, it relevant to the, to this today's audience? Same as Dan, in a way, I guess. Just make it so that you know everything's fine. <laughs> everything's fine. Yeah, like okay. yeah, kill your dad, whatever. You know, yeah, fuck a fuck, whatever. Yeah, if you want to snort books on a Friday night to get your kicks before an early morning start recording a podcast whatever it's fine yeah maybe the book wasn't actually a book and yeah it was actually just some cocaine but it's fine do you know it's what I mean? fine if you're two hours late to the recording of the podcast yeah it's fine and I, I, I don't know if I agree with that but like, <laughs> it's yeah okay yeah yeah well, everything's so fine and that's what the problem with the book is it needs seriously edit uh, maybe not adding to but editing to take out all the bits where it's like right. he had extramarital sex that was bad right so okay. you, you just get the words that was bad just get rid of that. <laughs> the words that's bad that's yeah. good added uh, ev every no, time no, everybody no, does something no, in the book no have everything the, is the good. Go, that was bad <laughs> that was good like so every word that's bad, change it to uh, totally acceptable. He doesn't need to do that, does he? Every the book, he always does it. Every single time anything happens, Ivan opened his door. That was neither bad nor good. <laughs> he stepped out into the street. That was slightly bad because he did it in a sort of racist way. And he was a child, and he shouldn't have been on the streets. Yes, yeah, true. And that, well, I mean, he, he doesn't agree with Serge. Yeah. And he end, and Dostoevsky ends ends the book with for truly they were the brothers Karamazov. This was a good book. <laughs> and, and he should have said it was a totally acceptable book. Yes. Well, uh, everything well, uh, should just change to totally acceptable. Um. Well, this brings us to the value judgment of the uh, and now towards the end of the show. Um. I did. I thought this was a great book. I think this is truly deserving of its place in the uh, annals of um uh, literature. Uh, this is part of the Western canon. Um. 
and deservedly so. It, it's um, it's his finest work. Is is this is Dostoevsky's final book, and it is his most complex, strange, and affecting book that he's ever written. But he wrote this book after <laughs> writing Crime and Punishment, and I think Crime and Punishment, the afternotes were actually crime. That's bad. Punishment, that's good. If they've done a crime. If, yeah, if they've done uh, a crime. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Crying and punishment, what? Crying and punishment. Do you cry because of the punishment? Oh, yeah, yeah, sometimes, sometimes. Um, if it's like, if, if you feel like you deserved it. Um, and I always do. Uh, obviously. Punish me, please. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> that's very good. Keep doing it, keep doing it. And then he, he, he also had another book called um, The Idiot. And his footnote to that was, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so the afternoons were just. Duh! Serge, how would um, how, how what did you think of this book? What was your like reading? Did you enjoy this book? I thought the book was uh, very literal, very domino. It was a domino effect of events. I thought the book was okay, not as good as a French book. Hmm. What's a good French English book? book? What's a good French book that you like? Tartatin. 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 What's that about? It's a recipe book about how to make a tartatin. That's weird. I thought your your favourite book would be something like Le Sandwich. Oh no. It's that book. Le Sandwich is okay. It's not bad. Uh, Who wrote Le Sandwich? Balzac. 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 Le sandwich. It was, uh, but it was very, this time was not great. Okay. Oh, okay, interesting. Okay. Uh, Tartatin was much better. Okay. We might, we might cover Tartatin one of these days on good, the podcast. Good book, not as good as Tartatin, better than English book. Okay, all right. Um, Dan? I like this book. I like this book a lot. Um, I, I, I know I talked earlier about I don't necessarily agree with the moral code but I did realise after reading it that I don't live by a moral code and that is what's been causing me to do all the bad things that I've done mm-hmm. um, so now I live by the moral code of this book so everything that he says is good in this book is all the things that I do and everything he says is bad I try to avoid generally mm-hmm. Okay, okay. All right. so I think it's so good that it is totally revolutionised how I live my life mor- mor- morally. How, how's, how's that been working out for you so far? Uh, I've been accepted into the UN. <laughs> the um, Which UN is that? Model, the United Nations. Oh, model, okay. Model, model okay. UN. No, no, the real UN. Oh, it's just held in a model village. <laughs> That's where they hold it now. That's like the, uh, good representation from all the nations there. Okay. Yeah, well, I, China are a bit of a dick. They keep on blocking my trade sanctions to North Korea, which is really difficult because Dostoevsky is pr- very pro trade sanctions, yes. so I'm pro that. He says trade sanctions. That's good. <laughs> that's good. At the point where Ivan puts trade sanctions upon uh, Yakult Seaman or whatever his name is. He says. Why are you blocking my mm. trade sanctions? That's why he kills him because of the trade yeah. sanctions. That's the that's bad. <laughs> yeah, Ivan doesn't kill Yakov. No, he Seaman. doesn't. Said Yakov, it kills. Um, Oddly, Yakov has does. some bacteria, and then Dostoevsky said, "Those are good." But the good bacteria, <laughs> <laughs> not the bad bacteria. No. I think as a society, we have to. Uh, the problem with bacteria emigrating into our country is that while some bacteria may be good. 
uh, most bacteria are bad, so we should yes. ban all bacteria. Yes. Mm -hmm. You can't take any chances. It's a good bit. I'm going to write that down in my <laughs> <laughs> Can you cut out the podcast so I can use it? <laughs> Okay, fine, but that, that we'll have to cut a lot of stuff. <laughs> Alice, how do you feel about this book? I've asked you that already. Keep doing this all day. Well, I think we've come to a consensus. We, I think we've all agreed this is a pretty good book. This is a. I, I, I would highly recommend anybody to read the Brothers Karamazov. Um, why don't you check it out today uh, on your Kindle? Or, or maybe go to a proper bookstore and buy one. Please support your bookstores. They are one of the most important things on the high street today. Uh, and I think, um, does anybody have anything they'd like to plug? Kuni 2012. That was the plug that you were referring Stop to. Stop children in wars is not good. What about if they're in wars inside houses? Oh, uh, less bad, but still bad. Fair enough. That is the end of my plug. Okay, Alice, you said you wanted to have a plug. Yeah. Oh, well, I know you guys. Oh yes. Oh yes. Um, sorry. Um, this this is also important. We we're here to plug ourselves, I guess. <laughs> um, I keep forgetting. Is <laughs> that <a> euphemism? Steady on, everyone. Steady on. Um, we are, um, well, Faking Lit is now on iTunes, which is great, Yay. so please like and subscribe and maybe even leave a review for us. You know what, I'm going to encourage everybody to write reviews of the same incisive nature and um, intellectual rigour that you have come to expect from this show that reviews books. No, please don't do that. No, no, please, by all means. I, I want, in fact, um, Actually listen to the podcast and... No, we, of course, they, of course, they all listen to the podcast because we all read the books on the show. That's so obviously, I'm expecting the same sort of like a, a quality of um, analysis from your reviews. So I'm encouraging you um, leave us a, a review. And if, you know what? If you write a very good review, which I think is of sufficient literary merit, we might review your review on this show. Whoa! Ooh, yeah, that's New right. section. Yeah. Reviews, 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 reviews. <laughs> Just got an idea now uh, for a review song. Yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, who, who oh, we've got a website. Yes, we do have a website. With Sorry, a blog. Um, some of the guys What's here the have written some funny, funny articles. I um, hate them on Reddit. <laughs> it's a uh, faking lit. Oh, is it? Is is it? It's not faking it. It's fakinglit.wordpress.com. What a what a fluid plug. <laughs> yes. It's um, so so the website is the website is called fakinglit.wordpress.com and you can find some funny reviews. You can subscribe uh, to a mailing list on there. Um, it's on the sidebar so you can get updates whenever we post something on there. Mm -hmm. We've got a Twitter at faking Lit, underscore, underscore lit, lit underscore pod. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we've got an Instagram. <laughs> we do. We do. Uh, we've already posted four pictures. That's right. We 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 should take pictures of this right now so we can yeah. publicize this somehow. Um, but all of this information is on the website. Yes. So head straight there. Um, Absolutely. And if you want to write to us, we would love to hear from you. You can write to us at fakinglitpodcast at gmail dot com. So yeah, leave a comment, leave like send us hate mail. Go, Go on, on. Go do on. it you cowards. Plug something. Oh yes. 
I'm, I'm a party piece on Tuesday. Ooh, I don't know if this is coming out before I'll then. probably be, still be a party piece on Tuesday <laughs> in the future. <laughs> um, yeah, I might be a party piece then as well. Why don't you see us in the flesh? Don't, don't. Imagine that if we got like, imagine if we were really popular in when this came out and we managed to drag our fans to party piece. Yeah, and they shout out our catchphrases like, I'm half your age plus seven. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have any other catchphrases? That's, that's one that's of them. That's it. Yeah. Talk about Predator or, or Robot Wars. Oh, don't talk about pedos again. <laughs> I thought we weren't going to talk about pedos. That's definitely our catchphrase. <laughs> yeah, that's basically, yeah. We had a good run there. One episode. <laughs> <laughs> this cat was here and we were trying to impress her. Actually, shall we read out the comment that we've had uh, on Harry's? Yeah. Um, Harry's wrote a recent review of Infinite Jests. And we already got some, um, some good feedback on that one, actually. Uh, let me see if we can find it. Uh, do, 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 right at the beginning. This came from Gary M. Coston, who wrote, How sad that you so completely missed it in regards to this incredible giant of world literature. Fair. Fair, I'd say. <laughs> Aaron did miss it, I think. He missed yeah. it. Um, would, you like to, would you like to respond to that, Aaron? Um, yeah, Gary, if you're listening, um, suck my cock. <laughs> It's hard and black and hell. about to go extinct. Sorry. Fucking hell. Okay. All right. All right. That about wraps it up. Gary. <laughs> Gary, if you are listening to this, you can direct your correspondence to us at fakinglitpodcast at gmail.com. That goes for everybody. We'd love to hear back from you. Until then, thank you very much for joining us. We'll be back again next week with another book. Until then, my name's Ben Chinti, and this has been Faking Lit. Bye-bye! Bye. Bye.